There are five and a half million jobs open in America, and it's time to get to work. At ExpressPros.com, you can apply for a new job today. Apply now at ExpressPros.com for skilled labor jobs like drivers, forklift operators, welders, and programmers, as well as administrative jobs, customer service, and accounting positions. Express also hires for positions in the medical industry, such as billing, coding, data entry, and record keeping. Each Express office is locally owned and operated and is invested in the success of their community. And 75% of the people who have a job are open to a new job or actively looking for a new job. With more than 770 Express locations, you'll find the nearest one at ExpressPros.com. There are no fees for job seekers, and with one application, you apply for a variety of top jobs in your community. Express takes pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Go to ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Jay Dyer runs the very popular site jaysanalysis.com, which has grown to become one of the premier film and philosophy sites on the net. He focuses on the interplay of film, geopolitics, espionage, psychological warfare, everything we talk about here on the program. And his latest book is called Esoteric Hollywood, and here he is on Coast to Coast. Hello, Jay. Hey, George. How are you? I'm fine. I hope you are, too. Doing great. Glad to be here. I'm honored. Uh, this is a fascinating subject and topic. And how long has this been going on in Hollywood? I would guess since its infancy, hasn't it? You are absolutely right. Yeah, you could go all the way back to the early days, and I think we get images of that even in the symbolism of, say, D.W. Griffith films, right, with the giant Babylonian gate that's now a mall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think uh, Hollywood as Babylon, you know, of course, other people have written on this. Uh, Kenneth Anger and people that were into the occult. And so what I tried to do was kind of update that approach and look at films, look at directors, mainly from the vantage point of symbolism uh, or what we call semiotics, you know, the philosophy of signs and symbols, and kind of do a cryptography of movies. Let's start with what you talk about, occult Hollywood. What is that? Well, I think most people view Hollywood as kind of just, you know, entertainment. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just uh, pop culture. Scary. It's, it's got it all. Right. Um, but actually, I think there's a deeper, darker message that most people would, I think, be shocked to find out about. <laughs> but, but the odd part, I believe, is that a lot of the films, maybe, maybe they're not the most popular, uh, something like Eyes Wide Shut or something like that, that but they, these films have actually been showing us what really goes on behind the scenes. So that's what occult or esoteric Hollywood is. And people ask me, what, what is this book? And I say, well, it's, it's Roger Ebert on acid is the best way. I can say. <laughs> is it particularly evil, what they do? Sometimes. I mean, I, you know, I'm not uh, trying to castigate everybody under one umbrella uh, or anything like that. But there's definitely tendencies amongst certain directors. Uh, I think certain directors like Kubrick, for example, were trying to you know, expose things and tell us the truth. Other directors show us the dark side of things, like uh, David Lynch in his, I guess what you call neo-noir psychodramas. Um, but, you're, but you're absolutely right that oh, there is a dark side to this. Kubrick died before he finished Eyes Wide Shut, and that was a movie, Jay, I had to watch three times before I really understood it. But by the time I saw it the third time, it uh, was pretty good. I agree, George. I watched it probably ten times. I still don't <laughs> fully understand it, but 
but I went ahead and proposed a thesis on it. And uh, yeah, I think that's what you get is the idea of a, a middle class, upper middle class, nouveau riche kind of guy, Bill Harford, the Tom Cruise character, who thinks that he's at the top of the totem pole. You know, he thinks he's got it made, and then he runs into a group of people that are what we might call the super rich, and they're into a lot of very bizarre things, things that, that he's not aware of. And he learns that they kind of have all the capabilities of even like an intelligence agency. So they're able to actually craft his reality. They spy on him. They follow him. They can concoct news stories. And so they really determine his perception and his reality. And so I, I, I would argue that ultimately kind of Hollywood operates this way. You know, Hollywood itself is kind of a giant cult intelligence agency that can do all this stuff. Well, well, I think, too, it's the New World Order. It's exactly what the Illuminati do on a regular basis. These very bizarre things, these strange get-togethers, parties, strange things happen at the Bohemian Grove, for example. I think Kubrick was right on when he did this. Yeah, and I think that's that's the point I try to get at in the book, is that we're being shown through these films a kind of revelation of the method, right? This ritual psychodrama that's being played out on the screen is actually going on in a real way, you know, in in the uh, the dark side of uh, 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 what's the uh, Laurel Canyon, you know, this kind of stuff that, that has this really shady background where there was actually a secret military Air Force base that filmed uh, all kinds of propaganda films and actually films that we don't even know about. Um, and it's now owned by the actor Jared Leto. This entire facility up in the uh, Wonderland Avenue. I went there a few months ago. Actually visited the place and checked it out, and it really was an actual Air Force secret wow. movie studio. Hey, the so fact there's that there's all kinds of hidden things like that. The fact that Kubrick died before he finished Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, might there be a conspiracy behind that? What do you think? Uh, you know, a lot of people allege that, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think there is some evidence to suggest that, especially given the nature of what he exposes in that movie, and as well as themes in the rest of Kubrick's films. You know what I mean? He's talking about drugging the water. He's talking about the Rand Corporation and their you know, plans for a giant mutually assured destruction, Cold War based on rational choice theory and all this madness, you know, the doomsday machine and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, he's exposing real hardcore stuff. So if anybody at the level of a well-known director was going to be targeted, it would definitely be him. How about uh, the work of Steven Spielberg? What do you think of his stuff? You know, I think that I don't want to say, I don't want to judge his motives, but I think that if we look at his films, he's choosing certain movies that are trying to tell a deeper story, right? I mean, why is he choosing? He's choosing AI, which was a... Kubrick film. Mm-hmm. Kubrick was going to make AI. He wrote this script. Spielberg takes it over. He changes the ending, of course. Uh, he chooses H.G. Wells films. Um, these are, I believe, you could argue, illuminous films. I mean, H.G. Wells was very uh, deeply into Freemasonry. He, he was a high-level Mason, and he wrote the you know esoteric teachings of Freemasonry into his novels, like the Ellen of Dr. Moreau and like War of the Worlds, like Time Machine. And when you read those books, you really understand that, oh, actually, he's writing this from a Masonic perspective. So I think Spielberg's taking those kinds of stories, and he's actually showing us a tremendous amount of predictive programming. Think about Minority Report. I mean, the whole movie Minority Report is about <laughs> pre-crime, you know, all this kind of stuff that we now see in the headlines. That's true. Now, do you think people kind of edged him on to do stories like that in movies like that, or he created these himself? 
Well, you know, with uh, something like Minority Report, you're looking at Philip K. Dick, and the story about Philip K. Dick is that he was in the circles of the early Silicon Valley people, so he kind of knew ahead of time what secret occulted technology they had and where they were going to take things. And then I think that Spielberg, being in those elite Hollywood circles, knows about a lot of this stuff, too. And so that's probably why he chose, uh, you know, these kinds of legendary science fiction writers. One of my favorite Spielberg movies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I just loved it. Yeah, and, and that's why I included it in the book. It's actually one of the first blockbuster alien UFO-related films. And not only that, it actually shows us quite a bit about the deep state, which is all in the news now, right? I mean, That's right. As that's a result right. of uh, you know machinations behind the scenes with uh, Russia and Trump and all this kind of stuff, we're hearing about the deep state, and it was actually Spielberg who was showing us how the deep state operates and keeps things secret, you know, with Devil's Tower and with all. If you remember in, in Close Encounters, the uh, the military and the news actually create fake news stories to distract from what was really going on. Jay Dyer with us, his book, Esoteric Hollywood. Do you think governments would pass on information to like Steven Spielberg so he could do films and movies to kind of ease us into something? Yes, I cover that in my book. And in fact, there's actually academic studies to back that up, George. Is that scary or is that good? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's probably good guys and bad guys in the establishment. Uh, So hopefully the good guys can uh, win out in the long run. But but yeah, there have been Tricia Jenkins with his uh, University of Texas uh, professor who wrote a book called CIA in Hollywood. Uh, There's also Operation Hollywood, which is a collection of... uh, Articles by academics uh, that actually charts uh, the, the many, many films that have had direct uh, government involvement. Uh, there's, you know, the liaison offices between uh, the Pentagon and Hollywood, the CIA and Hollywood, the Army, and so forth. So, this has been going on a long time, all the way back to things like uh, Birth of a Na- Birth of a Nation. Is it possible that uh, when they l- give us this kind of information, like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, are they telling the director Spielberg? I need you to temper this because eventually we're going to make an announcement that we've been visited, and I want people to be accustomed to this. You know, one of the chapters that I included in the book is based on that very idea, George, and it's it's Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. And if you remember in that really, really weird kind of cyclical out-of-order out of, uh, film, there's a scene where there's a little short guy who sits in a room that's glassed off from everyone else, and he picks up his telephone and he calls and he says, who gets what role in what movie? <laughs> and how the movie's going to go. <laughs> I love it. So I would say yes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.